So let's just pray first and then we'll, we'll jump into it and it's going to be, like I said so many times, it's going to be low key, so it's going to be good. Um, Dad, we just come before you in the name of Jesus and thank you so much for this awesome time of worship that we just had. Um, we just thank you for the opportunity to, to bless your name and to, um, to worship you and to, to really uh, lift your name to, to the place where it deserves to be. Um, we thank you for this time that we're about to have for just diving into your word and talking about humility. Um, I just pray that the message that you would have um, people here tonight would be conveyed um, and that your purposes would be done throughout tonight. Um, that I just ask that you be in the midst of everything that we, everything that we do and everything that we say because um, tonight's all about you. And so we just ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cool. So... Uh, Tonight I wanted to talk about humility. Um, okay, gotcha. <laughs> bye. <laughs> that's what. That's why we didn't really advertise the the name of the teaching. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Matt didn't know what he was teaching. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of got ended up uh, getting thrown into this last minute, which is totally fine. Um, so th- this is definitely a last minute thing, but uh, it's something that I've been thinking about and learning about a lot recently. So. Right kind of been on this like learning journey I listen to a lot of different things over the course of my week at work I listen to like podcasts and teachings and stuff all day and so this is this is really some some of the stuff that has come out of out of all of that and that I've been thinking about and praying about and looking into the word about so humility is the topic (laughs) so what do you guys think of when you think of humility first of all all right no no answers that's fine um so I want, uh, I just want to give you guys a quote that really, really impacted me. Um, that was really kind of the launching point for the, for me even thinking about this topic to begin with. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite people to listen to, this Christian apologist named John Lennox, and he always references C.S. Lewis because he studied under C.S. Lewis at Oxford. Um, no, Cambridge, sorry, at Cambridge. And this is a C.S. Lewis quote that just really hit me hard, and I thought it was really, really great. So the quote is quote says, "True humility is not thinking less of yourself; it is thinking of yourself less." So to rephrase that, true humility is not about thinking; it's not about the content of your thoughts about yourself. It's about the amount of time you spend thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> we have this this idea in in our society and, and even in even in church circles that like, you know, true humility has to do with, with thinking humble thoughts about our own selves. That we have to somehow like, you know, disparage ourselves or put ourselves down. And that's what true humility looks like. That's what it means to be humble. Um, and I don't think that's biblical at all. <laughs> I don't see that in scripture anywhere. And so this, this quote really just, just got me thinking about that and wanting to dive into the word and thinking about you know, what does true biblical humility actually look like? So if that's not the case, if, it, if it's not thinking less of yourself, well, what does thinking of yourself less actually look like? So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about tonight. And uh, as we go throughout Scripture, we, we can see this is how Jesus operated. Jesus was the perfect example of humility. He's the perfect example of thinking of himself less. He never put himself down. He never had self-disparaging thoughts. There's not one recorded time in all of Scripture where Jesus said something self-disparaging about himself. Obviously, because he was God. There was nothing to disparage, right? And so, he's our example. 
Um, so we're going to kind of use Jesus as, as our model of true humility as we go throughout uh, this, this discussion tonight. Um, and I think what we see in Scripture, Jesus proves this principle to be true. True humility is about not, not thinking less of yourself, but just thinking of yourself less. So let's start with the first, the first half of that, not thinking less of yourself. I really, really want to just put to bed this lie that humility is about thinking less of yourself, about having self-disparaging thoughts and putting yourself down because that's just not it's not biblical at all so um this is just some of the stuff i got in my notes humility isn't about you somehow our societal understanding of true humility has turned into self-deprecation um there's a passage in romans 12 3 uh, that says well let me turn there real quick because i'm losing it off the top of my head romans 12 3 says that for I say through the grace given to me to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think with sound judgment according to the measure measure of faith that God has distributed to every man so this is a passage of scripture about humility that I think so many people in just the broader church in general have taken way out of context Uh, it says that we are not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think well, the piece of that that people miss is that inherent in this statement, it says that we ought to think of ourselves highly, <laughs> right? We ought to have good thoughts about ourselves. The problem comes when we think too highly of ourselves. Um, and I would argue that the person that thinks too highly of, our, of themselves, um, it, it's not because they have thoughts that are you know too self-aggrandizing or, or whatever it, it's it's because they think about themselves too often and because you know you can't have you can't develop self-aggrandizing thoughts unless you think about yourself a lot <laughs> that's the only way that happens that's the only way that happens and so i think that's what the apostle paul is, is talking about here uh we ought to think highly of ourselves the danger comes when we take that too far. Um, so some people take that out of context and, and think, oh, I, we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves. Let's put ourselves down. <laughs> because that's, that's what makes sense to them when they, when they don't get the full, the full meaning behind it. So, um, but if we, if we actually look at what this is saying in the context of what we know about ourselves and our identity in Christ uh, you know, and who he says we are, it would be impossible to be humble because this thinking less of ourselves version of humility is impossible to achieve if we actually believe that what God says about us is true. So think of it this way. If God says that I am his beloved and that when he created me, he created a good thing, then if I think thoughts that are contrary to that, I'm in sin. So the only way for me to be truly humble by thinking less of myself is to be in sin. That it doesn't work. You can't you can't go that route. So you know by by this logic, um, the version of humility that is thinking less of myself. If that's true, the most humble person in the world would be the person with the most self-disparaging, worst opinion of themselves possible. <laughs> that's not what. That's not a useful person for the kingdom at all not useful for the kingdom at all and so 
That cannot be what true humility is. It cannot be. So, as I've suggested, this version of humility is not real. It's not biblical and it's not useful. So, um, when we actively think less of and disparage ourselves, we're not actually operating in humility. What we're operating in is pride. Because uh, in self-deprecation, self is still the center. Self is still the focus. You are not thinking of yourself less. You're spending, we're spending too much time concerned with who we are, how we are, what we are. It's not humble. So if all of our time is spent on these self-deprecating thoughts, I'm no good, I've got nothing to offer, I'm not worthy, the, center, the central focus is I, 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 me, me, me. That's not humble. That's not humble at all. So true humility is not thinking less of oneself. That's not what it is. So I just wanted to put that all to bed because that's just not what it is. Uh, the only way to have actual true humility is to have a, a high, um, high opinion of yourself. And we're going to talk about that. Um, so here's where we're really going to get into some scripture is, is getting into the next part, which I really think is, you know, it is so, so good. Thinking of yourself less. This is what true humility is all about. Um, this is really where I want to spend our time. This is where all the scripture comes in. So we're going to jump into uh, the book of Philippians chapter 2. And if you guys have any like thoughts or questions while we go, feel free to jump in. I know this is like uh, a pretty, pretty chill meeting tonight, so it doesn't have to be just me talking. But we're going to jump in first uh, Philippians chapter 2 we're going to be reading uh, verses 3 all the way down through 11 so somebody want to read that for me let nothing be done through strife or vainglory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thank you, Karina. <clears throat> so we're gonna we're gonna pick this apart a little bit. Um, I really just wanted to include those last couple verses in there about God highly exalting Jesus because that's that's the end result of true humility is that at the end of the day God exalts us that's the that that's like a reason to be humble today because you know when when it comes down to it in in uh, the true scheme of eternity we will be exalted and he will put us uh, in in a, in a place of you know uh, grandeur and authority and that type of thing but today 
we get to follow Jesus' example and be humble. So let's look at what Jesus' example is about. Um, so starting in verse 3, Let nothing be done out of strife or vainglory. Vain, that word vainglory, I looked it up, it actually means empty pride. So let nothing be done out of strife or empty pride. Um, <clears throat> but in humility, let each esteem other better than himself. So we're talking about thinking of ourselves less. My word says lonely. Lonely? Lowliness. Lowliness. Yeah, lowliness. Lowliness. So thinking of ourselves less. Uh, putting, what does it say? Esteeming others better than ourselves does not require us bringing our own opinion of ourselves downward. It requires us thinking of other people in a sense that brings them upward. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the distinction. And it has to do with how we are spending our time in terms of our thought life. How much time are we spending thinking of ourselves versus how much time are we spending concerned with the affairs of other people that could use our help a lot of time, a lot of time. Um, so then it goes on and says, uh, let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. So uh, this is more about making time. We make time to turn our attention off of ourselves and onto the needs of other people. This thinking of ourselves less is all about how much time we're spending on our own concerns versus how much time we spend on other people's concerns. Um, and then it goes on. This is where it really gets meaty. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So it's basically saying, all right, Jesus had this pattern of thought in his life. We are also supposed to have this pattern of thought. Here's what it is. Who being in the form of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he emptied himself taking upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the form of a man he humbled himself and became obedient to death even death on a cross so uh, the King James Version actually says that Jesus made himself of no reputation he took on the form of a servant so I'm just going to kind of read this little thing that I wrote in, in here in my notes <clears throat> this is like I had a star by this true humility Thinking of yourself less requires us to be very secure in who we are. It requires us to have a high opinion of ourselves. Jesus was infinitely secure in who he was. He was God and he knew it. This is why his entire ministry was able to be one of servanthood. He willfully chose to be born into a family of no reputation and to essentially live the life of a nomad. Jesus, you know, what's that verse? Uh, foxes have dens, and uh, I don't remember, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He chose, he chose to live, you know, a life of no reputation whatsoever, you know. He had n <laughs> almost not a penny to his name, probably sometimes. Um, the only way he was able to do, to do that was because he was secure in and of himself. He knew who he was. He wasn't concerned about um, the opinions of other people whatsoever. He spent no time thinking about how he looked in the eyes of other people. <clears throat> um, he had zero plans or need for self-aggrandizement self because he thought highly of himself already. So <clears throat> I would suggest to you guys that the least humble and the most prideful people 
are also the least secure in who they are. This pe the people who spend the most time thinking about themselves, when we spend the most possible time thinking about ourselves, is because we're not secure in who we are. We don't know who God made us to be. We don't understand our identity. And when you're not secure in who you are, you have to spend a lot of time thinking about yourself because you're always wondering, what are people thinking of me? You know, what, you know, I'm going into a fearful situation. What could happen to me? You don't, we don't trust God because, you know, ourselves are the focus. When we focus on ourselves too much, He can't be the focus. So, uh, that's that's what it really means to be prideful is to is to not have a high opinion of yourself and to to focus so much on yourself that you need you need things from other people like attention mm -hmm. you need to get your self-esteem from other people Jesus didn't need that he was secure in who he was that's how come he was able to think of himself less spend less time worrying about his own concerns and going about do doing all the amazing things that he did healing people, doing miracles, raising people from the dead. Like, if he spent all of, all of his time thinking about himself, none of that stuff would have got done. And, according to this passage, um, Jesus humbled himself to the point of obedience unto death. If Jesus was concerned about his, his own life and his own creature comforts, he never would have went to the cross. But he was thinking about us so much more before himself. He spent so much more time thinking about the needs and concerns and the interests of other people that he was willing to lay his own life down. Pretty amazing. Um, yeah, so Jesus was obedient unto death, a death that he died for no other reason than to save people other than himself. It's pretty amazing. Um, Jesus perfectly exemplifies what, what is here in, in Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. Let nothing be done out of strife or, or vainglory, but in humility let each, each esteem the other better than himself. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Jesus perfectly exemplifies that. He is the perfect model. He esteemed others higher than himself. That just means... He was far less concerned with his own personal personal safety than he was for the salvation of other people. And that's our call, to, to be like him in that respect. That's why it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We're supposed to follow his example. Um, John 15, 12 through 13, you guys know this scripture, greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. You guys have heard that so many times. That's that's humility. That's humility. That's putting other people's concerns, other people's um, interests above your own. And what's crazy, so let me, let me read that full, the full one. It says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And so this is the example. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Guys, it's hard enough for us to give up our own like recognition <laughs> it's hard enough for us to give up our own like creature comforts in order to go out of our way to help somebody you know Jesus was obedient unto death he gave up his life 
He gave up his life. And yet we spend we spend so much time thinking about, you know, being accepted and being like esteemed by other people and popularity and, you know, preeminence amongst people in ministry and all of this crazy stuff that Jesus didn't care one second about. He didn't care one second about that stuff. He gave up his life. And we're, you know, so often we we jockey for position in terms of ministry hierarchies and work, you know, work positions and, you know, uh, um, you know promotions and, and all this type of stuff. Not that any of that stuff is bad if it comes to you, but to spend our time thinking about ourselves and pushing ourselves towards these, you know, achievements that make make ourselves look better in the eyes of other people, that's not Christ-like. That's not what the Christian life is about. It has nothing to do with it. So, um, this passage brings up brings up Jesus going to the cross and and being obedient unto death. Um, I I just. Because because that was in there, I went to, to Luke 23 and, and read um, the passage that talks about while he was on the cross. And it's amazing because Jesus hanging on that cross, dying in the most probably unbelievable, excruciating pain from the beating that he was, he was given and the lashes that he took and hanging on that cross, not being able to breathe, because that's what crucifixion did. It, it slowly suffocates you. In the midst of all of that suffering, what did he do? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was more concerned with the forgiveness and the salvation of the people that were actively murdering him than he was for his own current state of suffering. That's humility. That is true humility. He was completely unconcerned about his own well-being to the point that he put he put his direct enemies above you know above him in terms of the amount of time he gave thought to them and to himself pretty amazing and even while he was he was on there on hanging on the cross he he basically granted the thief beside him salvation he was more concerned with with the the men hanging on the crosses beside him than he was about himself it's amazing it's amazing it's unbelievable um so Think of yourself less. That's what true humility is all about. So um, <clears throat> Savannah and I were driving in the car today and we were talking. We just got in this conversation talking about like how life isn't about maximizing my own life experience. It's not about maximizing my own comfort. What life is about is about doing as much good as we can possibly do in the name of God's glory. And doing that get will will get you in a lot into a lot of uncomfortable situations. A lot. But the reason that we do it is because it's for God's glory and we're putting his purposes and his plans above our own. We have to be humble in order to make it work. We have to think of ourselves less. Not think less of ourselves, but think of ourselves less. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Um, there's a passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 16. 
that I think is really good. I know all of you guys have heard it um, before. Matthew 16, 24, and 25. I'll just read it real quick. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's a really good passage of scripture. Um, This whole idea about denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Christ is totally synonymous with, with what we read in Philippians 2, where we said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus's mind, Jesus's plan, Jesus's purpose was to deny himself, to take up his cross, and die for his friends. And so, we are supposed to take up our own crosses and do exactly the same. That's what it means for us to have that mind in us. Um, So, um, that's what it means to lay down our life for our friends. So, either we we lay down our life in a figurative sense, so it could be um, laying down our plans, our current endeavors, our interests, our creature comforts, laying down those portions of our lives for, for certain at certain points to help other people, to bring more people into the kingdom, to fulfill God's plan for their life. Or it, it literally could be laying down our actual literal life if necessary. That's, I mean, so many of, of the New Testament apostles, pretty much all of them, except for the Apostle John, were martyred. They laid down their lives because it was necessary for the spreading of the gospel. They thought of themselves less to the point that they were willing to give up their own safety for it for the purposes of the gospel i know this is not like a super uh fun teaching because it's 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 heavy because you know we have a lot of responsibility and denying ourselves isn't always fun um but guess what (laughs) this life isn't about us it's not why we're here we're not here for us. We're here for him. We're here for his purposes. You know? So, to kind of wind this down, I want to get a little less heavy. And I want to talk about some of the amazing benefits that come with being truly humble and thinking of ourselves less. Because it's pretty amazing. Here's another quote um, that I found in reference to humility that's very, very similar to the C.S. Lewis quote. Um, C.S. Lewis, uh, his quote was, true humility is not thinking less of oneself, but thinking of oneself less. This is a quote from William Temple, who was the Bishop of Manchester in the early 1900s, so in the Anglican Church. Um, He's got a lot of really good quotes out there online. But uh, here's one of them that he said about humility. He said, Humility does not mean thinking less of yourself than other people, nor does it mean having a low opinion or of your own gifts. It means freedom from thinking about yourself at all. That's pretty cool. That's really good. So when we are caught up in in, uh, cycles of self-focused thought a lot of times we are we are 
captive to thinking of ourselves. We are captive to self-focused thoughts sometimes. We can't help it sometimes. We just get in these cycles of thinking about ourselves and worrying about our own plans and, and our endeavors and our problems and our concerns and our work and our job and our ministry and our family and our life and thinking about how it all affects us. It happens. It's really easy, really, really easy to get into a, a pattern of thought like that. Um, but to truly be humble and to truly practice thinking of ourselves less, we're free from all of that. We're free from all of that. Um, <clears throat> so here's just a little thing that I wrote here. Humility is, fr humility is freedom. Because when we spend less time thinking about ourselves, it closes the door on fear on comparison, on guilt, on shame, on unloving, on rejection, on self-accusation, self-bitterness, self-hatred, etc., etc., etc. You want to know how it works? Because every single one of those things, fear, guilt, shame, unloving, rejection, involve thinking about ourselves too often. When fear comes and tempts us and says, oh no, this is a bad situation you're going into, Think about what could happen and how it could affect you. What humility says is, I'm not concerned about myself and my own well-being because I'm focusing on God and the balance of my thought life is spent thinking about Him and what He wants to do. I don't have to worry. I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not even thinking about myself and my own well-being. This situation isn't a big deal. That's humility because we are spending less time being concerned with our own purposes and our own well-being. When we've got guilt and shame and unloving, what are we thinking about? We're spending all of this time thinking about, you know, oh, you know, I, I can't get it out of my mind what I did. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe that, you know, I, I can't stop replaying what I did in my mind and I just wish that I could feel better and, you know, I can't forgive myself. I, 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 me, me, me. It's all about a self-focus when if we're truly humble and the balance of our thought life the balance of that time is spent thinking on God and his purposes and even outwards helping other people there's no time to think about how ashamed we are for what we did or how guilty we are we're focused on God's purposes so we can say hey God you need me out there in the fight I'm going to forgive myself for this and I'm not going to waste any more time thinking on it because that part of my life is, is not a big deal in terms of your grand scheme, and your grand eternal plans. And so I'm just going to lay it down and I'm going to focus on you. That's being humble, spending less time thinking of yourself. Um, you know, you can, you can think of any more of these. Rejection. What is rejection? When we're tempted with rejection, what do we think about? We think about, oh my gosh, I, I never feel like I fit in. You know, I just, I just can't get people to like me. You know, nobody ever, nobody ever calls, nobody ever texts. I'm just like an outsider, and I, I don't have a home. I don't have a family. I don't have a, a group of tight-knit friends. You know, I wish I could just have a best friend. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all about you. It's all about me. If we were truly humble, those thoughts wouldn't even cross our minds because our concerns and our, you know, life endeavors are secondary to what God wants to do. And so we're focused on Him and His plans and going out and bringing more people into His kingdom. 
that's concern number one. Everything else is secondary. We put others before ourselves. And so, you know, I, I hope you guys are, are getting how much freedom humility can bring, how much freedom there can that can come with like not thinking of ourselves so often. And that's gonna take a lot of practice. It's really gonna take a lot of practice. <clears throat> so there is there is major benefits to to being truly humble. Um, so we're time. yeah, let's kind of sum this thing up. I don't want to. I don't want to spend like so much time talking about this. I think um, there's been some good things for people to think about. But um, I've got I've got some some summing up remarks. So here's another quote: Ralph Waldo Emerson, a great man is always willing to be little. I think that's so good. I think that's so good because truly great men don't need to spend time portraying themselves a certain way in the public eye. They're just doing what they know they're called to do. They're not spending time thinking about what other people think about them. They're not spending time thinking about what other people's opinions are. They're not spending time thinking about you know how they feel rejected. They're not spending time thinking about, you know, their their own personal guilt or shame or or how they feel. It's all about their purpose. It's all about their goals, their plan, their their uh, you know their calling on their life. That's what great men are about. And so, if somebody else wants to take the spotlight, let them have it, man. It doesn't matter. I don't need that self-aggrandizement. I don't need to be big in the eyes of other people. I don't need my name to be in lights. I don't need anybody to know my name. I just want to do the will of the Father. That's what humility is about. Great men are always willing to be little. So greatness in this life is not characterized by what we have achieved for ourselves, but by what we have achieved in the service of others. That's Matt Ball. <laughs> I didn't get that from him. No, but just like um, this right here. This is why Jesus will forever be the greatest man to have ever lived. Because everything that he achieved was in the service of others. None of it was for his own, you know, uh, his own glory. Now, it will be for his glory when he comes back and takes the show. He's going to steal the show and it's going to be pretty glorious and it's going to be amazing. But while he was on this earth, everything that he did was for us. It was for us. He was putting us before himself to the point that he went to the cross and died. That's incredible. So let us follow his example. All right, I've got, I'm pretty much done, but I have this, this really cool thing that I want to read to you guys. <clears throat> this I thought was such an amazing testimony of knowing who you are and having a high view of yourself but also being hum being humble and being committed to God's plans thinking of yourself less and being committed to what God desires and putting his plans and uh, what he wants first so this is um, this is from a young man in Rwanda, Africa that was martyred for his Christian faith in 1980. 
So what I'm about to read to you is something they found in his house after he was killed by his own tribe in Rwanda because he refused to deny his Christian faith. So this is what was on his, on his wall in his papers. It says, I am a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, mundane talking, cheap living, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, plaudits, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, reward, regarded, or rewarded. I live by faith, lean on his presence, walk by patience, lift by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way rough, my companions few, my guide reliable, and my mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of the adversary, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, or let up until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problems recognizing me. My banner will be clear. I think that is amazing. I think that is amazing. And makes me almost cry every time I read it. It's just, it's unbelievable. Fact. Fact. He cries every time. It's unbelievable. And it's just, <clears throat> to be that, to be that committed to God's purposes and to give up so much of, like, what this world has for us to be personally focused on, that this man believed this so much that he lost his life for it. That's what humility is all about. He did not care about his own his own creature comforts, his own personal safety, his own life goals. What he cared about was what God wanted for his life. And he died for it. And that's what humility is all about. That's what Jesus did. So that's all I got for you guys. I hope you got something from it. Um, let's just pray to close it out. Daddy God, we thank you so much for uh, this word you've given given me to share tonight i pray that as people go they just think just think about it and uh that you would tug on their heartstrings and and help them to realize that uh your plans and your purpose are preeminent in everything that we're we're called to do so we love you dad we thank you we give you the honor and glory and praise for what you what you've done here tonight in worship and in teaching and uh we just love you we thank you and we ask these things in jesus name amen, amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.